Um. Girl. Hey, bitch. What's up, bitch? Oh my God. Talented, brilliant, incredible. Let me ask the audience. What? Let's have a chat about it. Gaga Chandra. Hello, motherfuckers! Hello. Welcome back to Let's Have a Chat About It. I'm so excited. Oh my god, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. That's How are you? Good. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm happy to be back. I feel like it's been forever. And I, I know everyone listened last week because mm. we did a sneaky record of the two episodes. Yes, but correct. I just feel like we haven't sat down in ages. I know. Even walking in today, I was like, oh my god, it's been years. It's like, been e- Friggin' young. Yes, and I've walked into Tay's new place and it's all done up. Woo-hoo. They've got everything set out. And well, it is not just, exactly how well, I like you know, it. We're on the way. Yeah, we're well on the way. It's early days, but... Last time we, we recorded, I think we just had our dining table. Yes, we were doing it in the lounge. Oh, God. And now we are in the new official sure. podcast, podcast studio. <laughs> we're in the studio. We're in the studio today. Fuck yeah, slash um, Mon's home office. Yes. But that's fine. So thank you at Mon Saba for letting <laughs> us record in your home office, but... Um, um, yeah, and I have a story about this couch that we're sitting please. on. Please. So, for those of you listening, um, we got a um, a fold-out couch from Facebook Marketplace. Heaven. And Monica and Dr. Callum and myself went to go pick up the couch because we wanted a fold-out couch in our spare room. Of you course. Know, to offer a place Very to Very hospitable. Stay. Exactly. Yes. And we went and picked up this couch and the guy was super, super lovely, but we walked into his apartment and it was well, the couch was all in pieces because mm-hmm. um, it all comes apart and his house smelt like he had heaps of cats mm. so his house stunk no. like um like cat food oh yeah and which was you do you hun but yeah. like open a window like there was <laughs> like no light a candle light a candle yeah. open a window there was no airflow throughout this apartment oh, and it was name. a beautiful apartment in South Yarra yeah um, so look after it, babe. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, the place felt like, you know, cat food. Yes, obviously. Anyway, fine. Very We dark. take the couch home, blah, 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 blah. Mon, um, Mon's parents were there and they were helping us move or whatever. And we open the couch has um, some things on the side where you can open up and it becomes like a table on the side. So we opened uh-huh. them up and it was... Mon's dad, Saba, and I were going, oh my God, it just smelt like fish. No. Like we opened the flap up on the side. Yeah. That like pulls out like a little side table mm. and it was just fish. Fishy. And then we were like, oh my God, the couch stinks. And then we sniffed the couch and it freaking reeked. So we had to pull it all apart, open the windows and everything. Yuck. And now, forevermore, this couch will be known as the Snappy Tom couch. Yeah. So now every the time Snappy we, Tom. Yeah, so now we reference this room as Snappy Tom's room. Snappy Tom's room. And FYI, the couch does not smell anymore. Yeah. Because I must we've admit. aired it out and you know Room smells great. The essential oils are on like But this is now Snappy Tom's room. So the Snappy Tom studio, yeah, if you will. Snappy, so. snappy, snappy, snappy. So that is the story of the couch that we're sitting on right now but hopefully after this episode we won't be doing any more drastic changes of scenery <laughs> this this should be the one for this a while should be so, it. beautiful so that's that story that's that um without we... further ado yeah, let's, let's into jump this. into 60 second summary all right, let's hit it. So I'm just going to talk about my Queensland trip. And just a heads up, I will only be talking about my Queensland trip for the next two and a half months. Basically, me, Bree, Jamal, Emily flew up Saturday morning, uh, got there. Weather was perfect the entire time we were there. Uh, checked into our accommodation. We were like a couple minute walk from the beach. We um, On the first day, we were planning on going out Saturday night. We somehow got conned into doing a club crawl. So we paid Ooh. 50 bucks each to go to like four different clubs and surfers. We rocked up, found out it was like a singles mixer which they didn't tell us about like people had like green stickers for single red stickers for take and yellow stickers for horny like Ew, it was the full moment a traffic I, know, I know it was yuck but we had a really really good time in the end then the next day was like a recovery day so we just like vibed out which was really really nice and then the following day we went to movie world run on a bunch oh. of rides my fucking back is aching still and I've like lost my voice a little bit from screaming <laughs> um and then the final day we just like bummed around on the beach flew home I really didn't want to fucking leave it was the best Three, trip of my entire two, life one. And I'll go back again. 
Love it. It was so fun. It sounds heaven. It was. It was sick. Like, I think we should dive more into the Queensland talk oh, a we'll bit be, later. Yeah, but no, that no. was a great 60 second Thank summary. You. Yeah, that's solid. Good. Yeah. That was, yeah. I really said I'm going to use the 60 seconds and use it well. Yeah. So, period. Your turn. Love it. Oh, 60 second summary. Okay. So we have officially moved in. If, yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? I get so panicked. I think I'm really stressed from our last 60 second summary yeah, when I tried was, to that was tough. summarize School of Rock because I didn't have mm. an okay, now I have no time. Um, <laughs> so we have moved in. What else has been happening? Self tapes have been happening. Oh, good. Yes. So that's been really fun. Me singing into my camera and then watching back every single tape and then hating them. Of so course. it's a really nice cycle for me. Mm. Um, I went to Wedding Singer, the Wedding Singer opening night. Yes. How was it? I fucking loved it. Beauty. Loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, at Sebastian Johnson and at Jerome Javier was in it. Yes. My 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 pals loved it. Did a bit of after party action afterwards. Mm. Great night, great show. Go see it. Oh my god, I have two seconds. Um, we went out for Mother's Day and it was really, really fun. We went to the MCG. Ah! <laughs> Sounds like you had a lovely week. And um, if you didn't waste your first twenty seconds, then we would have had a bit more. But I that's know. Fine. Okay, I just want to quickly add: we went out to <laughs> um, the MCG for a Mother's Day lunch mm. with Gnomes, um, who is Callum's beautiful mother, mm. and to watch the football and. Naomi and I literally sat and drank wine in the members' dining room all day and didn't <sighs> even turn around to watch the football. So Why we would had a, you? We had a great yeah. day. So you knew what you were there for. Anyway, like, that's that. Shout out to Gnomes. Shout out. Love you, Gnomes. All Love right, her. let's power along. We're on to <laughs> three-piece motherfucking food. Woo-hoo. Order when you're ready. Um, Can I just order a three-piece beef? Stunning. Did you want me to yes. go first? I thought always... that's our rhythm. Like, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, I'll just, you know, our rhythm. So, um, <laughs> where are my notes? Jesus Christ. Scan. All right, we're on. Three piece feed. So, we're a bit manic. We are a little bit all over the shop. It's been two weeks, you know. Yeah. We've, we've had a week of rest. So. I feel I'm liking this energy, though. Like, we're up, we're. We're at a point, but it's not. No, I agree. We're up, but we're not over. Do you know what I mean? You get it. Um, So obviously I normally start with my Uber budget, but because we were in Queensland, I wasn't just sitting at home ordering food to my house. (laughs) So instead I've kind of calculated how much money we spent on food and drinks and like snacks while in Queensland. Four days. Oh my God. It happens every time at this point. I almost just fucking gagged again. (laughs) Anyway, essentially we were there for four days. I think after a rough calculation, and it's rough because we used Beam It non-spawn um, to like <laughs> transfer money to each wait, other. Wait, explain what Beam It is for people. So, for those who don't know, I only got it during the Queensland trip, and I'm really, really upset I didn't have it sooner. Essentially, it's an app where like if you go out with friends and you like can't split bills or like you all need to put in money for um, I don't know an expense, mm. you can put that massive amount into this app and then it splits it equally before between am i okay between all of these different people and then all you have to do is like slide across on the screen on the app and it pays whoever paid for all of it so it's like super easy way to like get all of your expenses together without freaking out just makes it Um, easier anyway i'll stop beating around the bush (laughs) not sponsored yeah not sponsored but hey willing to be (laughs) um i'll stop beating around the bush i spent approximately four hundred dollars um, whilst in Queensland over the Lucky, four days. That's fine. I was on a holiday. Do you know what I mean? That's like, like I thought it was going to be way more. No. So oh. it, it probably <laughs> I was. I thought it gonna was going to be way more. <laughs> I also thought so. Um, but yeah, so approximately like in the 400 mark, which isn't bad at all. To be fair though, we cooked like we had an apartment that had a kitchen. So we were doing a bit of cooking as well. By we, I mean, they were, I was watching. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, but like, so we didn't eat out for every meal, but still like 400, like on a holiday, not bad. That but, was just on like food and drinks though. Like we, we spent money on like activities that's so, and stuff. That's more than fine. That's actually very good. That's I'll take cheap, it. Yeah, yeah good I'll for you. Yes. How do you spend like... 
<laughs> like you would spend more on Uber Eats over like two weeks. All I'm saying is <laughs> in the next episode, you will be hearing how much I spent after getting back from Queensland. Stay tuned. But you'll have to wait for that. <laughs> um, my crush of the week is actually... Um, so when we were in Queensland, once again, hi, I went to Queensland. Um, <laughs> while we were there, we had a Starbucks underneath our hotel. Like, Gross. Starbucks yeah, I know. Yuck. No, I kind of love it. Okay. Like you don't, anyway. So we went there every morning to get like a coffee and we started being like, That's, okay, do you want to yeah. go down and get like our Starbies? And we were like, let's go for Starbies. And then that turned into, um, you know, Kylie's daughter, Stormy. And yeah. when she says her name, she goes like, Stormy, Stormy baby. Like that. Yeah. It, it, my crush of the week is Stormy because we literally, <laughs> we started being like, let's go get our Stormy, Stormy baby. And then it just turned into like, it was at the end of every sentence was Stormy. So my crush of the week is Stormy. Um, hi. Hi, if you're listening. <laughs> I know you're not. Um, you literally can't understand words yet. Um, okay. Anyway, so my crush of the week is Stormy Jenna. Um, I love that though. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of, it was cage. But yeah, so Miss Stormy. And then my fun fact for the week is... Uh, back when we were in full time, it was like when Tay and I were still getting to know each other. We were in a classroom one day and like okay. Tay made me a bet. She was like, if you lick the bottom of my like bare foot that's just come out of my fucking Birkenstock, like I will <laughs> buy you an iced latte. And I was like, that's an easy fucking win. So of course I'm there like on my knees, like licking the bottom <laughs> of Tay's foot. And she was like, no, I lied. I'm never getting you this iced latte. <laughs> so it's like three years later and I, Taylor four. still owes four years. <gasps> yeah. It is two. Four years later and Taylor still owes me an iced latte. So. Sorry. And you'll never get it for me. No, so. I'll never get it. No, it's really. hilarious. I'm not shocked. But anyway. Love that's it. That's me. Hit Tag, the music. You're it. Order when you're ready. Um, can I just order a three piece speed? All right, baby. Let's, mm. <laughs> let's begin. Dive in. So. My food for this week. Yeah. Soups are back, baby. We're on with the soups. But this time, I didn't cook it myself. Oh. I went to At Tusk. Hi. At, <laughs> hi, At, at Tusk. Tusk. Yes. Uh, it's on Chapel Street, for those of you who don't know. Mm. Great establishment. Our golden girl. Um, and usually in the wintertime, they have spe- they have um, soups of the day as mm. specials. So I went and had a beautiful minestrone soup from Tusk oh, yesterday. Heaven. And I love, I mean, I am a summer gal, but I do love winter because that's when all the restaurants do a soup of the day. Yeah. yeah. And all of my friends know that whenever I'm out and I see a soup of the day, I, I hit it. You have to. I hit the you soup of the to. day. So I, no, I didn't make it. I bought it, mm. but highly recommend yeah. A gorgeous minestrone soup for a cold day. Beautiful. <laughs> I know, Perfect. Okay, my crush for this week <clears throat> is I'm really this is a new sort of thick person. Uh-huh. Um for me, Jeanette McCurdy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Jeanette McCurdy um was one of the co-stars on Nickelodeon's very popular iCarly. iCarly. Um, iconic, really. Yes. <laughs> um, and then following iCarly was Sam and Cat. Yes. With Ariana Grande. Mm. Um, so Jeanette McCurdy was a young actress on those programs, mm. but now she has grown up. She's stopped acting. Yes. Um, do you know much about her, like you, her story? You've spoken very briefly about it previously, okay. right. but I, I, I don't know the ins and outs. Right. Okay. So she has a new podcast called Empty Inside. Oh. So you'd love it. Obviously. <laughs> I can really, I can resonate with that. Yeah. Um, no, but her podcast, Empty Inside, is very, very good. She op- She's very open about her experiences. She um, ha- developed a really... Uh, she developed an eating disorder mm. um, follow, like after her Nickelodeon um, shows. Yeah. Um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, she also has um, – her mother did pass away and then she did a cabaret mm. called I'm Glad My Mother Died. Oh, my. Yeah. Ah. And I was like, that is such a bold move. move. Yeah. Um, and in her podcast, she talks a lot about her – relationship with her toxic mother yeah um 
So I just think it's something really interesting to dive in and listen to. Right. If you grew up watching her, like what I did, mm. I loved watching her. Now she has completely, you know, withdrawn from acting and everything. Mm. Um, and she really speaks openly about, yeah, her eating disorder, her toxic, her relationship with her toxic mother. Mm. Now her mother's passed away. Mm. And she's written this cabaret called I'm Glad My Mother Died. Yeah. Which you would listen, you would hear that and go, that's pretty, that's, f- yeah. that's a big statement that's to make. Hectic, but yeah. um, after listening, like, you know, listening to her podcast and everything, I'm like, it this all is... makes a bit of sense. Yeah. So highly recommend if you want something new to listen to. And I just love how open she is. Yeah. She is just an open book. Mm. Um, and I think that's some a lot of her stuff I can really relate to, hence why I've been listening to it so of much. Um, so yeah, Jeanette McCurdy. Iconic. Get around it. Shout out Jeanette. Shout, like, <laughs> hi. Hey, babe. Okay, so my fact for the week. Oh my goodness. I've actually brought in a special guest for the fact. This is the our week. first ever collab. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so without further ado, my special guest. Please is, welcome. Please welcome, drum roll. It is Dr. Callum. Hello, Dr. Callum. Hello. Thanks oh. for having me. Wow, this is Lee. so exciting. I'm extremely excited. How are you feeling to be on Let's Have a Chat About It? Very privileged to be oh, the first guest, I think. Very privileged. We love it. So I couldn't think of a fact this week. So I said... You couldn't think of a fact most weeks, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most facts are coming from my brain. Okay. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say most. I'd say there's been a couple, maybe. So anyway, we brought Dr. Callum on because... Okay, I couldn't think of a fact. <laughs> so I brought Dr. Callum on and he's going to shoot a fact. What well, is your my fact? My fun fact is I think we need a... A sport fun fact and the fun oh, fact God. for this week. Oh, because all our listeners just love a bit of footy, That's don't they? Let me guess. It's exactly. going to be a football fact, there isn't it? It has to be one. Um, and the fun fact is four players have only ever won one or more Norm Smiths in an AFL grand final. And those ah. players are Gary Ayres, Andrew McLeod, Luke Hodge, and Dusty Martin. There you go. Wow. Fun fact. I think, I think everyone's really going to take something from that. That was great. Thanks. <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Everyone's um, sitting at home going, jeez, didn't yeah, know that. There you go. Um, Thanks for letting us in. Now that you're on the podcast, do you want to uh, give a shout out to anyone listening? Um, shout out to, I think, a little uh, closet sort of uh, fun fans is uh, at Nicole and at Michael Burke. Ah. Yeah. Nicole like, and Michael Burke. Well, no, well, not yet. They should be pretty soon. <laughs> But Nicole Olympic um, and Michael Burke, uh, they are big fans and love the podcast. Yeah, Listen to it every week. Um, and to be honest, I, I didn't think this would be their podcast, but they love it. Yeah. They love it. Didn't think this would be their thing. Here we are. Shout so out. out. Shout out to you guys. Um, good for the support and maybe a shout out to you guys. I think you're killing it. So I'm oh, loving it every week. So it. nah, it's really, really good. Um, and at shout out uh, Spinal Health Week next week Go get your spines checked Absolutely. At Dr. <laughs> Alright <laughs> Alright Thank you Thanks Dr. for having Callum. me Bye Goodbye See you King Thanks for coming on <laughs> it, Oh my well, god It is Spinal Health Well it is It's it spinal, happen to be Spinal, spinal health, health Week, week so, so get checked out I love it here For those of you who don't know Dr. Callum is a chiropractor Yes If you couldn't tell That's also part of the reason Why he's um, donned on the podcast As Dr. Dr. Callum. Callum And it's hilarious Because I never call him dr callum unless referring to unless on the podcast hello i can't speak correct i never call him dr callum only when i'm on the podcast yes absolutely also i just realized that because we only have two microphones Lockie wasn't on the mic just then so i don't know if you would have been able to hear Lockie's live reaction it probably picked up it's probably like a nice break for the listeners to not not just hear this constant rest on the ears yeah yeah literally a breath if you will just quickly before we move on to the main topic i think i'm related to gary Ayers. Oh, I think I am because my God, you've got hands and I on literally all the fingers and all the pies. Yeah. Um. Okay. Because my dad's side of the family are the Geary's, and mm. then his cousins are the heirs, the heirs family. So ah. I'm pretty sure in a second cousin or a third cousin type of way, uh, Gary Ayers is a relative of mine. Well, there you go. Yeah. So. Maybe I should be in sport because I've got a couple of <laughs> uh, sporting legacies in the family, but. Yeah. Maybe not. I would disagree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's we've been on one 
today. Yeah. We've just gone and gone. It has been a while for us. So we have sort of been catching up. We've been doing a bit of a chit-chat catch-up. So. Yeah. But without further ado, let's dive into the crux of this episode. Of course. And we're going to have a chat about being stuck. Oh, feeling stuck in yes. something. Being in that mindset where you're like, oh my God, I am in the same routine. I'm in the same mindset and I just don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think this was this topic has been inspired by your time away. Uh, yeah. Because um, I said to you, like, when you walked in the door today, I was like, you look rejuvenated. Mm, you look... It's the tan. <laughs> <laughs> the moon tan. Absolutely. Literally. Literally. The reflective But tan. you just look like you've had, like, a weight off your shoulders. Mm. Clearly, your time away is what you needed. But, and I'll let you go into this, mm. um, you also um, have said, like, how much yeah you needed this time away and it's made you think about a lot of things yeah so hence why the topic of feeling stuck has um come up so if you just want to i'll just yeah yeah. i'll just take the reins right out of your hands (laughs) basically i was on this trip with some of my best friends and we were just having like these awesome days where we were just like up and about doing things that are different to normal because obviously my daily routine here in melbourne is very much like I go to work or I'm at my apartment or yeah. we're recording an episode, which is obviously one of the highlights of my weeks because it's hey. it's something different. Of course. But for the most part, like I'm in a very, very same, same like headspace a lot of the time. Whereas yeah. these four days, it was just so different to my normal that I was like, oh my God, like I need to make some changes because I'm mm. so bored. Like... I, I was sitting on the beach one night and we were sitting there. The waves were rolling in. We had a bottle of wine. And Picturesque. We were just, it was it was like a fucking movie. It yeah. was incredible. And I'm literally, I'm like gushing thinking about it. Because I was just like, yes. I want to do something different. I was like, I am so over the same, same. Like, and oh. literally to the point where I was sitting there going like, at the end of my lease this year, should I just fucking move to Queensland? <laughs> like, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I was like, because I've only lived in either Bendigo or this is my one, two, three, f- fourth, fourth year, year living yeah. in Melbourne. So I was like, crap, like crap. <laughs> crap. I, I've only, you know, known Bendigo or Melbourne. Yeah. And I was like, while I'm young, should I be getting out there and like experiencing a whole new place, like a whole mm. new walk of life. Like it was just. But you did do a big move from Bendigo to Melbourne well, still. Yeah. Well, like the, the change from Bendigo to Melbourne in itself was huge yeah. because like Bendigo is, you know, like a smaller country town. Melbourne is a major capital city, like yeah. is hustle and bustle. So that move in itself was a lot. But then I was just like. being on the Gold Coast was so different again from Melbourne that I was like... And did it make you realise... Because when you're in something, it's really hard to see past like it's really when you're yes, stuck in it something 100 when it's you're really hard in to it, see out of it absolutely yeah. yeah when you're like in the middle of it you can't see all of the red flags around it yeah so it was like yeah taking a step away from melbourne and going away for a couple days it made me reflect and be like oh my god like my life in melbourne i'm not doing anything i'm so mm. boring like i need to go and start well, doing more things like yeah yeah, so I don't know. That's a really cool realization to have. It was though. good, and, and yeah, that's why we love traveling. Literally, and that's why we enjoy getting out of our normal and like trying new things. But yeah, and you were probably for like the first. Uh, I mean, this is just an assumption, but probably for the first time in a very long time, you were just very present in the moment. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I think especially so coming off last year too, where we were probably all so just... <laughs> we'll get to that. COVID. We will definitely get into that. <laughs> but we were all just so going with the motions where yeah. we were like, yeah, just like another day, wake up, make it through, go Surviving. to bed. Yeah. And tick another day off. Like yeah. this was the first time in a while that I was like just sitting and looking around and being like, oh my God, this is fucking sick. Like yeah. this is so fun. So... What yeah. was the thing, can I ask this? What was the mm-hmm. thing that you were least looking forward, like coming back to? Like what was the thing that you that you were dreading? Because you know when you're on a holiday, you're having the best time and you yeah. go, I just don't want to go home. The downtime. I was yeah. really, really dreading. When we were on the plane back, I was like, oh no, now I'm going to have to wake up on my days off essentially that I'm yeah. not working and trust me like I love my days off Rinda do not roster me on anymore <laughs> <laughs> if but you're listening if you're listening I just I'm happy with my roster but <laughs> like 
it was me thinking like, oh my God, on the days that I'm not working and when I wake up and I don't have my friends around me to like mm. go and push me out the door and do Filling something. Filling the gaps. Yeah. I was like, it's just finding something to do in that downtime. Yeah, so, right. And I still don't really know what to put in it. I am in a way stuck, stuck. in my routine. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how to break it up with other things. I was messaging with um my dearest Jules from work and Hello. we were messaging yesterday. Hi, Jules. And she was like, I'm feeling a bit stuck in my routine too. I'm going to learn a new hobby. She's going to learn to skateboard. I love that. Yeah, just to do something different. Well, we should definitely brainstorm some new hobbies that you could take up. I think that's what I need because I just, I haven't actually delved into something new for a while. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is probably why the holiday was the best thing for Uh, you. Absolutely. But now we've got to remedy that because I can't just sit in my bed and reminisce on the four days I spent in the sun. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to find something else to kind of occupy my time, but that's okay. Yeah. I can figure that out. But Okay, mm, great. It was so fun though. I recommend oh God, it. It looks if you, amazing. Yeah, if you want to do a getaway anytime soon away from the cold Melbourne weather, it was the most perfect four days. It was so oh, good. I am lit. so jealous. Go on, pop up there. I know, I need to. Surely, you have to, but... Okay, Mm. lovely. Where else in your life have you felt stuck? How much time do we have? (laughs) Um, I don't know. There's like, there's obviously for everyone. You do know. There's so many. No, you do know. No, no, no. There's so many different places that you can feel stuck in your life, whether it be um, in a certain job, whether it be in a mental headspace, in a routine, um, being stuck creatively. Like there's all these different avenues you can be stuck. Yeah. Um, I think obviously you and I both probably share a sense of being stuck creatively or yeah. being stuck in a, a performing sense, um, for probably multiple reasons. One of them being stuck behind your own mindset of, am I ever going to be good enough to make it in this industry? Oh, that just, that just hit home. Summed it up there, hey. It just hit home. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, we're logging off. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Go on, you take the reins on this one. So, yeah, that feeling, the feeling of being stuck in that performing sense for me, um, especially when you're in full time, again, we went to uh, full time. <laughs> we if went to full know. time together. Um, that feeling of like, one, am I ever going to be good enough to do this yeah. as a career? Yeah. Two, is this is all this hard work? Is this actually what I want to do? Mm. And I remember um, the end of last year. Obviously, it was a very difficult year as. Miss Covida. Yes, Miss Covida. Um, you know, doing musical theatre training online. Hello, we will get to that. Mm. But I had this feeling that I was because I felt like I wasn't improving as much, which of course we're all on Zoom trying to learn choreography and trying to do mm. rehearsals and stuff for our shows, yes. trying to do an acting class, trying to do a singing class. And I felt like I wasn't improving. Um, looking back, I definitely grew in so many other areas that I didn't think I was going to, Mm. but I definitely had this moment of like, I'm really bad headspace of like, I am just not good enough for this. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. And I was so stuck in that feeling. And I remember getting up every time to sing and just like the wall was up. Yeah. Like nothing could come out of Mm. my, and that like, that's what I do. Like I'm a singer. Yes. And nothing was happening. Mm. I couldn't even pretend to like act. Like I would just stand there and freeze pretty much. Like I couldn't even put anything on. Mm. It just, and I hated it. I would get up every class and I would be a sobbing mess Mm. because. Because fun fact, singing is the most vulnerable state you can be in in the world. Bearing your soul. Exactly. And I didn't want to. That's the thing. I just didn't want to be vulnerable. Like the wall was just well and truly up and I couldn't get it down. Mm. Um, so I just, towards the end of last year, I just felt so stuck in that feeling of like, I'm just, I'm not good enough for this. Like yeah. that's just what I would tell myself, yeah. which um, is really, really awful. And I'm sure every performer or creative person goes through, goes through that. Yeah. And it's just fucking Shit, and now I'm feeling a lot better about. Um, I'm feeling a lot better about it, but of course, there's always 
your good days and your bad days. A hundred percent. And especially in an industry like um, the performing arts industry or any sort of creative industry where essentially like in a way we're all freelancers because it's kind of like you (laughs) are your business. Like you are your own product that you're pushing for other people to grab. So in this industry where nothing's kind of set in stone, black and white, like these are the exact things you have to do to get the reward. Mm -hmm. You have so many moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm doubting myself. What do I need to change about myself to make me more employable? What do I need to fix or improve I love so people like me that more. just hit like, a nerve for me like what do I need to change about myself mm-hmm. to be more employable the thoughts go through my head constantly every fucking yep. day I'm yep. like I need to be thinner mm-hmm. I need to wear this type of thing like yep. I need to be stronger I need to be able to do this and mm-hmm. it, it, oh my god it's every it's every moment. Yeah. And then yeah. the issue is like we see people being employed in, well, like let's just say the musical theatre industry. Sure. We see people with a certain body type and a certain skill set and a certain level of, yeah. you know, expertise white. that we all go <laughs> very white yeah. for the most part, of course. Like Diversity people. Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah. But we see that and we all go, Yeah, it's oh, the well, one type, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the level we all have to be on. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that shouldn't be the fucking case at all because yeah. it's not reflective on stage of, like, the rest of the population, like, what's yeah. out there in the world. So, But it, I truly, I think there's a lot of work to do. A hundred I think a lot is changing, though, for the better. For sure. Still a lot of work to do. So much, but... Um, Oh, how did we get here? I have no idea. Circling back. Um, Pin that. Pin that. Pin that. that. (laughs) We'll come back to Um, that. But yes, that feeling of being stuck. Mm, um, Creatively. Yes. Hello. That's where we were. Um, But yeah, the what do I need to change? Mm. So I am more employable. Mm. That is like... And then they always just tell you, no, you need to be yourself. Yes. And that's the issue. And it's like, I'm trying to be myself, but... It's a constant battle between I need to stay true to myself and stay authentic because I will be um, like best employed or best liked as myself. But then it's like constant battle between that or, oh no, but should I conform to this kind of mainstream image? Because they're the people booking Because they're the people who are getting booked. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's so tough. And I think that's the thing, like, and it's, as you said, it's your good days and your bad days. Some days you feel I'm in my own lane and I'm incredible at what I do. And I am, yeah, I've got strengths in these areas. And then there's some days where you're like, holy shit, like, I do not, I can't do a fucking split. Yeah. I don't have a rippling six pack. Exactly. I literally have the raspiest singing voice I know. (laughs) Like, it's just like, there's so many things that you can beat yourself down about. Like, that's... Yeah, I definitely, and yeah, decided this year I had that big moment of like, I'm not in this comfort bubble anymore, mm-hmm. what I, you know, studying full time. And that's it. Like I'm we're not, not being told daily, My you're hand doing this well, yeah. you need to work on this little thing. It's like you're yeah. on your own going, oh no, yeah. like here Creating we go. Creating my own schedule, doing my own things. And at the start of the year, I really struggled with it because yeah. for one, I'm so... Um, for me, I'm such a pe- – you're the same as well. We are awful Need people to- pleasers, yeah. <laughs> oh, that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> me projecting. Okay. Sorry. Go on. You said per- – and I was like, people pleasers, what? yes. What I was going to say is I'm such a people person. Like, I need to be around <laughs> people all the time. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I see where you were going. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> like, I need pe- – like, I need people and – at the start of the year when I had reality sunk in, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see like 50 people today. Yeah. I'm just like here in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I had a terrible time with that. And I, again, felt stuck because I wanted to, you know, go out and be active and do things and mm. see people. But then I also had that moment of I I just can't. I felt so anxious. I didn't want to leave. I also didn't want to leave my apartment. I didn't want to be alone. Yeah, that really nasty thing of I didn't want to be alone, but I didn't want to go out and organize things and do and you know do the things. And And I was stuck between these two, wanting the two things, mm, but couldn't do it. And that mindset though has come a lot out of the past year that we've all had though because yeah. obviously we've talked a little bit about being mentally stuck but last year like we were physically stuck at home 
Like <sighs> last year, that? I reckon let's just fucking rip it yeah, off. We okay. haven't really talked about Miss Covita that much on the podcast. Yeah. But like, let's just get into it quickly. Being stuck at home last year was so <laughs> fucked up. Like, like it's so fucked. Like physically and mentally, yeah. it was so rough. And like, it's a credit to all of the people who during lockdown kept up incredible routines like being active and you know making sure that they kept in touch socially with other people and all of those really good habits but like for a lot of people last year was so easy to slip into these awful awful headspaces yeah yeah it was it was tough it was hectic it yeah and you know, that's the classic, oh, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. I think that was the worst bit is that that second lockdown, they were like, it's going to be a six-week lockdown. And then six months later. Was it six months? I, I don't, I think it was approximately like the second lockdown, yeah. maybe five months in total or something. Oh I can't remember. God. I've kind of erased it from my brain and I'm probably exaggerating, but it, it was a long it time. It felt like years. It was a long time. But um, during that time... Did you have many ways to cope with that feeling of being (laughs) stuck or? Okay. Well, the first lockdown, I was with Cal's family on the peninsula. So there was five adults in the house plus grandma in the backyard. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) In a granny flat in the backyard, not literally in the backyard. (laughs) Just like (laughs) laying on the grass. (laughs) So it was, and that was when the novelty was still... Like we were doing games nights and we were doing, um, we were doing like heaps of like cooking, like everyone was doing like banana bread or whatever. Um, so that went, was when the novelty was there. Mm. Um, the second lockdown I did by myself in my apartment because my two other housemates went home, but because we were allowed to visit partners, I was allowed to go back and forth and Cal was allowed to come up. Yes, correct. So that's when Cal and I weren't living together. Mm. Um, So we had our own spaces and we were allowed to go for uh, in between. Mm. But I... Wait, what question did you ask me? Sorry. How, like, during during that period of time where you were stuck, how did you cope with it? Oh, right. Okay. Um, So the second lockdown is the one that I just really didn't cope with Mm. well. And I think that's where it hit for everyone too. Um... I remember we would do, and I, again, I was, I was very lucky because we had, I had um, a course to do online. Yes, yeah, true. And for a lot of people like yourself mm. who didn't have a uni commitment, yep. you know, didn't have work. I mean, I still had, I could still log on, connect to people through Zoom, mm. even though fucking hated it. Yeah. I could still wake up every morning, open my laptop, look at a screen, there's 20 faces looking at me. Yes. Plus my gorgeous teacher as Mm. well. Um, But then I think for me it hurt even more because it was just like, I just want to see these people. Yes, yeah. Um, I just, it felt more, some days it felt more isolating. Knowing that they were just on the other side of the screen. Yeah. And I remember I would just open my laptop some days and we'd start like Pilates or whatever. And I would just be a mess. Anxiety, big yuck cry, Mm. couldn't do anything. I would text the director and just say, Not today, sweetie. I can't. (laughs) And he would say, Absolutely fine. I'd shut the laptop. And I would just be a wreck. I mean, I had one really bad day. in that second lockdown and I just felt like nothing could just bring calm me down. Yeah. I called lifeline actually, because mm. I was having such a panic. I didn't know what to do. Um, because yeah, I just thought if I don't talk to someone right mm. now, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Like of that's course. where, that's the point that I got to mm. in that second lockdown, which was terrifying for me. I've had those feelings a lot um, previously, but when it, that hit in that lockdown and I was by myself in yeah. my apartment, yeah. which I hate it. Like we had really big issues with our neighbors as well. I couldn't sing in our mm. apartment, which for me, that's such an escape as well. Of course. Um, and, you know, whenever I'm feeling anything, I would just, sh- you know, shut the door and sing put on out. music and yeah. sing it out. So I couldn't even do that, which I was stuck in that. Mm. And it was... 
just a really terrible time. And hey, we were people that had a roof over our head and could still, you know, have technology to talk to our friends yeah. and talk to our family yeah. if we need. And we had those resources. So I think we were the lucky ones and it was still... That's what I mean. Like just, last year was yeah. so tough for us. And yeah, we obviously are in the amount of people who were lucky enough. Yeah, like we've still got... A, a stable living condition yeah. and like we did have the ability to talk to our friends virtually and stuff yeah. but it's like the people who didn't even have that like last year would you have been can't even inc- ugh, yeah, yeah you can't even um put words to it really i nah. can't even imagine and i also just felt awful for those people that had like their weddings cancelled and remember oh, that yeah. um five-day lockdown that we had yes just that little snap lockdown yeah, yeah. which i actually went into meltdown um the second day of that lockdown because I went and did lockdown at Cal's um, parents' place. Yeah. And I just had this full, again, just this panic attack because I just went back into that feeling of, oh my God, we can't. Yeah. Like when is this going to everyone, And everyone's saying, don't worry, it's just five days. I'm like, but what if it's not? Yeah. Yeah. Like the anxiety of that was awful. Mm. Um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? The five days. Oh, because the, the when was lockdown announced like the day before the five day one yeah. yeah it was the day before all these poor people that have all these weddings like mm-hmm. they plan their wedding and it's all happening and then they can't have it like yeah funerals yeah terrible i know i can't i can't think about it and like now that we are in a way on the other side of it it's like it's hard to even think back to those times where we yeah. are in this position now, which is crazy it's too. It's hard to digest because like, it also feels like it didn't even happen. Well, that's what I mean. Like there were periods of times where, especially in the second lockdown, we couldn't leave our house for more than one hour a day. It is making my heart race. Yeah, right now. yeah. I but hate like it. we were just, we had to sit inside. We couldn't have visitors to the home. We could only leave the house for an hour a day. We had to be home by a certain time. Yeah, like. And we did that for months. Like we did that for fucking ages. And now it's like the only thing here that hints at the last year is the fact that we have to wear masks on public transport and that's it. Everything else is essentially back to normal. It's, I just, oh, I had something really good to say in my brain. It was really good. It was, it was fucking gold. Oh fuck, it's gone. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. But anyway, being physically stuck had so many impacts on everyone mentally yeah. and physically. And uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. And now it's like all these social things are happening. We're all going out and about. Yep. Which is fabulous. But also I really struggled with that too because I'm like, oh, I I got into my routine of like I'm in bed at like 9.30. Mm-hmm. And now when things are happening back again, like for example, we have a mixed netty on Wednesdays. Hi. Um, hi. Some of the games are like at eight o'clock, eight 30. And I'm like, babe, that's my bedtime. What <laughs> do you mean? Like, yeah. But pre COVID used to do that all the time. That was yeah. the norm. Yeah. So now it's just getting used to doing things again and it's fucking exhausting. Mm. And I think that's why a lot of people are getting sick at the moment because no one was sick last year. No one was out catching anything. No, absolutely. And now it's just hitting 10 times harder for people. Yeah. Um, because we weren't sick but yeah that being physically stuck and the impacts that it's just spiraled out Mm. and now we're still like we're in recovery from it 100 well even like when we started getting released back into the world even the way we socialized felt distant and weird like brody and i i remember when the rules relaxed i was lucky enough to have broads for the second lockdown like we were both there together but when we were allowed that little bit more freedom to go out and do things, Brody and I drove to the beach once and we parked like the car, looked around and saw how many people were outside and we turned around and went home. Wow. Because we were like, do you feel comfortable being around this many people yet? And we were both like, no, not yet. And like went back. So it's like even socially and Brody and I are two of the most social people we know. And we were just like. Crowds and stuff had never phased you at all. And and in that moment we were both like, oh God, we've got to like rewire our brains to get used to being around this many people again. Like, yeah. It was so weird. Um, what was the toughest point for you during lockdown? Oh God. Second lockdown was- Where really- you felt the most stuck. 
second lockdown was the worst, obviously, for everyone because the first one, as you said, was a bit gimmicky. I was with my family during the first one. But yeah. second one, it was just Brody and I and we were living in our St. Kilda East apartment. Ugh. And in that one, it was just, it was problem after problem after problem. Yeah. Hi, Kay, we should probably do an episode on real estate um, because real estate Renting agents are slash rats. So We should do an episode on real estate slash... Neighbors, Correct. shit neighbors, oh, oh, love it. We have stories, and if you've got stories, stories, write them in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was during second lockdown there, and let's just like get this out of the way, and then we never have to talk about COVID ever again on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, because but yuck. it was. Um, I didn't have a job at the time. It was before I started working, and I didn't have any study. Yeah, um, it was before I started doing the barbering course as well, and I was literally just sitting in this apartment where there were renovations happening <gasps> all day long. So I was just sitting in the apartment listening to drills all day long. Yep. Had no reason to leave except for that one hour I could yep. be out of the house. Um, and then Brody as well. Most of the day she was on online classes. So mm-hmm. it's not even like I had her to socialize with because yep. most of the time she was busy. Um and she would be in the lounge room doing her classes. So a lot of the time I would be in my room. So essentially for a couple of weeks, <laughs> I just sat on my bed listening to renovations alone, like playing Animal Crossing <laughs> essentially. And like, and I'm not going to lie, everyone who got a fucking Nintendo Switch and got Animal Crossing, that yeah. got us through yeah. high key because Good. it just puts your mind somewhere else. Yeah. Like, but... It was hectic. I got into a really bad phase of Brody and I got into this just gross phase where we were like, we can't go and do anything. Let's just get a bottle of wine and literally yeah. pack a cigs and just sit on the balcony. Yeah. It was so bad. Mon and I were smoking so much. So much. When we first moved into our apartment, you know how we had that little um, break in between yeah. the lockdowns? We're going through so many ciggies and we don't, we're not smokers. Brody and I the same, like we, you know, we're not smokers. We would only like have a drag every now and then on a night out, but there were nights where we were just sitting on the balcony and we'd be like, let's just go and have a fucking dart and a glass of wine. And we were like, what else is there to do? Because we were bored. Literally. I was like, there's nothing to do. Like, yeah, yeah. it was so weird. And then when you take a step back and go, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. It's just... It was bizarre. Should we put a pin? Should we just? We need to say bye bye to COVID Goodbye, and COVID, COVID chats. COVID chats, are... and also one thing that's yuck is people still. I mean, obviously, COVID is. Hit. We need to talk about it, and, and... It's, it's still a thing, very prominent in other places around the world. Yeah, we are very course. lucky here. We are very yeah. lucky, and of course, we would not want to be like. I feel awful for people that are still in those harsh mm-hmm. lockdowns. But I just get an ick when people still keep talking about lockdown. Here. Yeah. Yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like 100%. I think I feel fine in this um in this context, you yes. and I talking about it. Yeah. But like just in your everyday life when people just talk, yeah. I'm like, yeah, bitch, we know. We were all there. <laughs> we all went through it. We so, all did it. Yeah. We know, like, we don't need to just keep talking. Like, 100%. Yes, we need to talk about it. Yeah, in, no, I, in, I know what you in mean. The effects, I know what you mean. But I'm like you don't need a mansplain to me like how lockdown was. Because I know. I was about to say, is this a very like a man yes, saying? Yes, it is. Yes, of course. Yeah. It, it always is. It always like, I hate 100%. men. Um, fucking let's get that topic right on out of here then. Yeah. Okay. See ya. We've addressed it. Get rid of it. Should we talk about just in general, me- like how we've Being mentally, mentally stuck, stuck in general. Yeah. yeah. So obviously <laughs> you can be mentally stuck in like a number of things like you can be stuck in a relationship because of the feelings you have towards these people, whether that is a you know romantic relationship or a friendship. Um, yeah. You can be stuck in a certain aspect of your life, like a job or something, once again, because of that mental relationship you have with other people. Yeah, it's not so much the job that you... But the connections ask, yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. The people, you don't want to let people down. Yes. So you feel com- like... Same reason that you stay in a toxic friendship or a toxic relationship because you are like, even though I know that this relationship is bad for me, I don't want to disappoint the other person or I don't want to let the other person down. Have you had to let go of a toxic relationship? I haven't ever been. I've only dated one person in my life. Oh, friendship. Oh, friendship too. Relationship-wise, like me and Bobby from Bendigo were chill. It was vibes, whatever. Um, Bobby. But then friendship-wise, I've never had anyone super close to me that I had to like cut them off like and Mm. be like, nah, I can't do this. There's been a couple people who like I would start to become friends with 
and then would realize very quickly, oh, nah, no, I don't want this kind of yeah. energy around me. And it's literally just a matter of stopping putting in effort. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I was lucky enough that someone who I, by circumstance, kind of had to interact with, um, I no longer interact with them and mm-hmm. I don't have to be around that energy anymore, yeah. which is which is handy. But I've no, I haven't been in the position where I've had to like actually cut off um, something toxic okay which is good but yeah yeah yourself um during well I think coming out of and I think um a lot of people would resonate this there was because we had so much time to think mm. it was like who do I actually want to spend time with of who course. do I actually want to talk to so I think um I cut off a lot of people that I was just like, well, you're just not good for me. Yeah. You're not making, I want friends and people in my life that are going to make me a better person. For sure. That bring out the best qualities. So there was a lot of, I don't know, with some friends in some different friendship circles, there was always like drama with certain people. And I was like, well, why are we still friends with this person Mm. then if everyone is... Feels the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, I'm just not going to, I'm like, can't you do you. Yeah. You make your own decision. I'm not going enough. to, yeah, I've had enough. Yeah. I'm not going to continue complaining about how much of a shit cunt a person is yes. and then going to be friends to their face. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I don't want to be friends with you. Yes. And that's it. Like we get so caught up in being like, oh God, but I don't want to disappoint. Yeah. Like, and that people. was me for a while. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's yeah. so easy to just be like, uh, nah, I don't want to cause controversy or start drama. Yeah. I'll just put up with it. But then it's like, mm, no, if this person in your life is causing you discomfort or making you, you know, not even want to be around that person or a group of people. Yeah. Cut them off. Yeah. Get rid of them. There's mm. no, yeah, it's gross. Get rid of it. Yeah. Easier said than done, of course, is, because there's circumstances where, you know, yeah, once again, you might be around this person due to, you know, a group you go to, whether that is someone at a job or someone mm-hmm. in your social circle or like a boyfriend or a girlfriend of someone who's coming yeah. to the picture. But for the most part, like if you can afford to just like not be around this person anymore, yeah, snip them off. And I've definitely had that experience with um, toxic family members. Mm. And I think that's the hardest one of them all because sure. you're, you're conditioned to – you know, there's this expectation that family, that your blood, you have to like blood's thicker than water. Like you have yeah. to love your family yeah. and we're conditioned to believe that. Correct. Um, so when you figure out that how um, <laughs> toxic um, that family member is to you, it's mm. a really hard thing to cut them off because you, you grow up, being told that Correct. this is like you have to love your family, you have to, you know. So I but think that's it. Um, I'm only just now uh, getting better at setting boundaries for myself. Yes. Um, with fam- with certain family members, so that has been uh, a great thing. But yeah, I've definitely felt stuck um, with that because I feel this intense, intense guilt. Mm. But I'm also like family member or not, this person in my life is causing me more harm than good. It is time to cut off. But it's a really, really hard thing. It's so tricky. Yeah. In any capacity, it's tricky, whether it is a family member, a friend. But it's like, regardless of how long you've known someone, like if it is your entire life, if it is a family member, or if it's a friend that you've known, wow, your neck sounds amazing. My neck neck just cracked. I wonder if that picked up on the mic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, regardless of how long you've known them, whether it's whole life or just like a long time friend or something. yeah, we're almost taught like if you've got friends for years and years, like they're a friend for life, you have to keep them around or like your family, yeah, no. yeah blood's sick in the water, you always keep them around regardless of your relationship with them. Time is nothing. It is what, I mean, time is. <laughs> time is nothing. <laughs> time is nothing. <laughs> but I mean that in a sense of. It doesn't matter how long yeah, you've known someone. Exactly. If, if, point blank period. If someone is making you uncomfortable or if you don't enjoy someone's company, you do not have to keep them around. Absolutely. That's it. That's all. Now, and that's on being stuck. And so. that's on being stuck. Mm. Um, I did want to touch on 
mentally. Yeah. This feeling of being stuck in something. Mm. And I know a lot of people that suffer from mental illness. Mm. Definitely. I didn't think we were going to talk about our mental health, Mm. I guess, on the podcast, but here we are. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, Trigger warning if people don't want to... um, yeah, if anyone well, I, yeah, is dealing with mental illness at the moment yeah. or finds it a sensitive topic to discuss, thank you. Um, yeah. we will be yeah discussing that from this point onwards. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess I'll just start. I've um, suffered from depression and anxiety from a very, very young age. Mm. Um, and I the feeling of is this feeling ever going to go away mm. like that thought of am i ever n- not going to feel like this mm. and i'm sure even people that don't have mental uh that don't suffer from mental illness would feel the same um to yes. some capacity yeah um and i've been struggling the last couple of months and again, i mean i have from a very young age due to a number of different things. Um, but the last couple of months have just been extra tough for me mentally. And I have now, and I was just, again, feeling so like nothing was ever going to get better. Like I, I was sitting going, am I never going to feel better? Am I never going to feel because it's all like I've always just felt like there's always been issues. Mm. If it's not my eating disorder, mm. then it's my anxiety. And if yeah. it's not my anxiety, then it's my depression. Yeah. And then, and, and I was just going, is there, is this ever going to stop? Like, hello, feeling stuck in that. Yes. But I have just found out, I've just been diagnosed with premenstrual dysorphic disorder. So PMDD. Mm. Now, Woo! yes, I've got, She's a, I've got a fucking diagnosis. <laughs> Thank God. Thank fuck. Yeah. Because I finally feel like one just at peace knowing what the there's, fuck is actually happening a to reason. me. Yeah. yeah. Because for those of you who don't know what premenstrual dysorphic disorder is, <clears throat> It is a form of premenstrual syndrome um, and is considered a health condition that can benefit from treatment with lifestyle changes and medication. Mm. Um, so the difference between premenstrual dysorphic disorder and premenstrual syndrome, which is PMS, is that the symptoms of PMDD are severe and debilitating. So it involves a set of physical and psychological symptoms that affect daily living and threaten the individual's mental well-being. So... I'll just um, list off some um, symptoms. Um, Sphere fatigue, mood changes, um, depression and anxiety, crying and emotional sensitivity, body dysmorphia, difficulty concentrating, paranoia, issues with self-image, coordination difficulties, um, abdominal bloating, increased appetite, headaches, backaches, hot flushes, dizziness, fainting, sleeplessness, decreased libido, um, vision changes and eye complaints, painful mens. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't read. Um, easy bruising, heightened sensitivity, um, and thoughts of suicide, mm. sadness, paranoia, panic attacks, etc. Um, now I've recently been diagnosed with PMDD, as mm. we said, and it is fine. Like the first time for me going, there's actually some answers. Mm. So I don't know why I just got the burst to talk about that, actually. <laughs> but that I guess this is our podcast, so mm. we're allowed. And in to a talk way as well, like this is our podcast, and like it's an outlet creatively as well. But it's yeah. also it's an outlet. Um, for our own personal stuff we've got going on as well. Of course. Which, yeah, we need to capitalize on more. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out, for me, I couldn't figure out why am I so... Because it would... All these feelings would only come up, of course, a week before my cycle and on my cycle when yeah. I had my period. And I couldn't figure out why literally am I one day feeling great, stable, like I can, you know, 
see the the bigger picture and I'm appreciative things and I'm, you know, just seem like my normal stable self. And then the next day it was like, to be honest, it was like, I don't want to be here. Mm. What am I doing here? There is no point. What is the point of anything? Um, Very bad anxiety. Um, All of those feelings. And then the physical symptoms of like very bad abdominal cramps, the sweatiness, the dizziness, et cetera. Um, it was more the mental symptoms that I get all those. Um, and then the body dysmorphia, all of that. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't figure out why am I going from like this really happy, happy place, great place. I'm stable. Even if, you know, some shit would happen, I can overcome it. I can think logically. And then next week it was literally, you know, it was textbook depression. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't. It was just nonstop crying. It was, you know, couldn't do anything. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm. So now that I've got this diagnosis, I just feel that feeling of being stuck in what is wrong with me is now, okay, I know what's wrong with yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's finally not, shifting. It's not ideal, but now I know what I can do. So... Mm. Hello, psychology. Yes. We love therapy. Mm. Hello, medication. Hello, antidepressants. And like, let's cut the stigma around getting a diagnosis and going and seeking help and stop being in that mental headspace of I'm struggling, but like I can deal with it. Like I'm struggling, but this is just me. Like, So for me, yeah, that's sort of what's been happening. And Mm. now, yeah, I can say that. I don't feel as stuck anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and also anything that we've just said, we're not experts. We're not. Oh God, no. We're just, we're just not spitting thoughts right now. I'm just trying to be, yeah. If you are struggling with anything or resonate with any of the things Taze just talked about in any way, like, you know, you are all power to you to go and, get some help from someone, yeah. go and speak to someone, go and, yeah. We're really just, we encourage therapy. Even if you feel like you don't need it, mm. everyone needs it. Come on. Helps to talk. It helps to <laughs> it just talk. just helps to talk, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my singing teacher yesterday and he was just like, oh, how fucking good is therapy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, it yeah. is. Um, so highly recommend, mm. even if you feel like you don't need it, I think it's something really important and let's cut the stigma on going Correct. to see a psychologist because a lot of people go, oh, I don't think like if I'm going to a psychologist, it means something terribly is wrong, like, ter- that something terribly wrong is happening to me. Yeah. No, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important that we all move forward and let's try and talk about what's happening. But I also know for me, it was a very, very hard thing to do to go back to therapy mm. because I did it from such a young age. Um And I always found psychologists that I didn't resonate with. And so I just grew to hate it because Mm. I was like, I don't want to go and talk to some old bag about God. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But also you just went right. So, (laughs) but it's true. Like you have to find the right fit. You have to shop. Yeah. You have to shop because Mm. not everyone's going to be the right fit for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow, we've covered yeah a chunker. We have delved, Mama. Um, and if you have any more thoughts on this, mm. please slide into our DMs. Yes, um, because I'm sure we could just sit here and keep going, as oh, we say at the end of every literally, episode. Literally, like, let us know if you want part two, part two, or like if you're happy for longer episodes. As yeah, well, because like, we've been going for about an hour. Mm, I think that's like a good time. An hour is a nice length. An hour is a night, like because yeah. it's like a drive, you know. Yeah. Oh, exactly right. It's like, like it's a commute. It is. It's a, it will. is a commute. So mm. let us know if you're happy with the length of yeah. this episode because. If you're happy for us to talk for longer, then we will. We literally won't be able to help ourselves. Oh. We just will. Well, should we finish off this episode? With, Let's uh, round it out. Well, my favorite segment, I must say. Literally. Yeah. The one and only Miss Yuck. Uh-huh. Yuck. What's right. your ick, Lucky? My fucking yuck this week is when Instagram brands comment collab question mark yeah. DM. <laughs> <laughs> 
when random Instagram pages find your posts and go, hey, want to collab? Yuck. Yuck. It's so gross. And they've got like 300 followers. Yes, like they've got 300 followers. Like you are not a social influencer in any means. Like we've all got just like, you know, our friends following us and they're like, want to collab, collab babe yeah like go find someone else like, go away yeah but they're probably just trying to like start their base you know oh for sure like they're literally they're probably just a small business that are like let's try and like get our foot in the door with some people so but, all credit to them but don't comment <laughs> on my post like, i have a couple where no one else has commented except for those yes. pages and it just looks ick. Oh, it's so funny. I like that. Yeah. That's it's yuck. It's so funny. It's so gross. <laughs> and they all strike at the same time yeah. too. It's like when one comments, like three comments. Yeah. Like, I think, mm. yeah, if you get one, then they all start coming. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how that happens. It's so weird. But yeah, mm. that, enough of that. Thanks. <laughs> I've had enough. All right. On to the next. Yuck. Okay. Mine is dabbing. Dabbing is yuck. And I wrote down dabbing children. Children that dab. I know it's like, it's a Fortnite. Is it a Fortnite thing? I think. I think so. I think so. But dabbing is yuck. Dabbing. Do you remember when dabbing was like a phrase (laughs) that like it was like popular in a way? And you would just. Yeah. You just hit the dab. Hit the oh, dab. My God. I hate it. If I anyone hits the dab still to <laughs> Please this day. Please go away. <sighs> like, I can't even, I can't even do it as a joke. It's so rough. Like, I can't even do it as a meme because mm. I'm like, I feel disgusting. And I have done it as a meme before. Oh, yeah. But even then, I just, it gives me the ick. And especially children who dab. Oh, Get away from me. Who dabbing. raised you? It's the same as, like, that flossing dance move. Like, uh, kids doing that as well. I don't think, for me, I don't know why it's not as bad. Still bad. Not as bad. Yes, understandable. But the, something about the hitting dab. the dab at the words hitting the dab hitting, hit the dab make yeah. me feel fucking ill i get it i really do that's a oh, good yuck and that's where we'll end and it. that is where we will leave it today <laughs> thank you so much for listening in we really hope you've enjoyed this episode thank you if you have any feedback for us or want to ask us any questions you can reach out to us at let's have a chat about it on instagram or you can reach me personally <laughs> on uh, at wait, am I okay? At Lucky Geary on Instagram, or I am at underscore Taylor Holmes at Instagram. Perfect, and, and please uh, slide to our Gmail. Oh my god, yeah! If you want to like contact us <laughs> in a more professional manner, we are let's have a chat about it podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I did knock back when you first said uh, we should announce the gmail yeah i was like why the fuck would we do that but now i'm kind of into it because we're a professional entity so (laughs) absolutely anyway Anyway, without further ado see you next tuesday i forgot to say it it. let's do it one more time (gasps) see you next tuesday bye Bye. anyway so get that fire signal i'm off amazing show-stopping spectacular she is the moment let's have a chat about it 